Welcome to Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and today we have an episode that we are replaying from a year or so ago. In this episode, we took a couple listener questions. One was a question on how to have a family on limited finances, and the second one was from a mom who is exhausted, which we are guessing almost every mom can relate to. This is a great episode, and we hope you enjoy. But before we start, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making this all possible. They're an amazing math curriculum, and they help homeschoolers smile. Uh, So if you'd like to go check out a free demo, head on over to teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Ted Wilson. Okay, well, hi, everybody. Uh, It's hot and sticky here in northern Indiana, but I don't think we're alone because I think it's hot and sticky everywhere in the United States right now. And we're not complaining because uh, winter will come soon enough and uh, I'm dreading that already. So I am relishing these hot, sticky days. Um, But it sure makes uh, playing in the water a lot nicer. I know, Ben, your pool is probably like bath water warm right now. super warm. It's crazy. I mean, it must be two or three degrees below 90. Like, I mean, it is really warm. So, I mean, you just get in, there's no shock, anything. If after a minute or two, it almost feels like a hot tub when you get out and get back in. So, but it's still fun. Uh, I just like have made a pact with myself that if I'm going to complain six months out of the year about the cold, then I'm never going to complain about the heat. I'll sometimes say it's hot, but I'm never like saying it has a bad thing because I would much rather have the heat than the cold. So me uh, too. In fact, our air conditioner, our minivan isn't working and I'm like, I'm good with that. Bring yeah, it all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's oh. it's it's fine. Uh, but it has been really warm, uh, and it's actually been like sunny for like, I mean, I think did Never. it sprinkle here today? No, it did over no. at work. But uh, I mean, it's been sunny for almost like two and a half weeks straight. Maybe a day or two of rain, like just for a little bit. But so that's super rare here in this area. So we're we're loving it. But uh, yeah, hopefully, you're getting. I like it when the it. grass gets nice and brown and crunchy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it means I, I don't have to cut it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Good. I like it not growing very. I like fast. cutting the grass. I don't like having the pressure of having to do it, but I enjoy it when it ha- when I get to. But it doesn't happen super frequently. But well, hopefully everyone had a good Fourth of July. I know we were at the lake over the weekend, and uh, it was again perfect weather for that. But uh, you know, the fireworks were a little different this year. I felt like they were a little smaller than normal, but. Uh, I don't know if anyone else is in the comments or anything. If you want to comment, if you were able to watch fireworks or what you guys did for the fourth, we always like hearing from everyone. Um, and I know some of them, I think, uh, didn't have them like they used to, because I know like uh, Scott Moore, who sometimes listens, um, he uh, uh, was saying they always go down uh, down on the Ohio River and they always have a huge like thunder on the Ohio. I don't think it's called that, but something like that. Hmm. And they weren't doing that this year. So. I don't it's a bummer. know. <laughs> I know. Seems it kind of odd on some of those, especially, but you know, I guess it is what it is. But yeah, no, it's yep. it was a good Fourth of July. Well, hey, I was thinking uh, because I don't know if uh, others have noticed; they probably haven't seen a pattern yet on Facebook. Um, but I'm going to start posting um, things that hopefully that you can share with maybe some of your uh, homeschooling friends who are just contemplate. They were thrust into it at the end of the year. Um, you know, things that might encourage a non-homeschooler to homeschool their kids. Because um, I was talking to my sister-in-law, who's a longtime homeschooler, and she was saying that they have a friend who is on the board of one of the big high schools or uh, in Indianapolis. And as they were talking together, he mentioned, he said, yeah, I think 30% of our school kids will not be coming back this year, that they're going to be homeschooling. 
30% is a lot of kids. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, across the board, across the country, but even to say if it's 10% or 20%, that's millions uh, of homeschoolers who will not, who have never done it before. So I would like to encourage them. I'd like to encourage you to maybe be a homeschool evangelist, not to talk people into it, but to encourage the ones who are already feeling like this might be what they've needed. So we're going to be posting some different things. We're even thinking about doing some articles, how-to articles on, um, you know, beginning homeschooling and how to look at curriculum and things like that. I know other people are going to do it, um, but we're going to do it from a smiling homeschooler perspective because, uh, you know, my heart's desire is not that, uh, you know, we'll just have kids, you know, we'll, we're, it's not just an educational thing. Mm -hmm. It's a home thing. You know, I like the, the, the emphasis on home education, homeschooling, um, because I think we're, you know, it's going to turn out to be a great gift for lots of parents. Um, but that, that pressure that you all feel, and we're going to talk about a few questions here, uh, kind of leading us down the show. Um, but uh, again, just encourage you, encouraging you to maybe pass some of those uh, posts along. Again, they're going to be kind of generic um, with a purpose of encouraging, you know, uh, people who might be considering homeschooling. But as for you, long-time homeschoolers, don't even be thinking about homeschooling. I know, go ahead and listen to this. Um, and then just, you know, wad it up, throw it out of your head because uh, don't be doing it. Because I don't know about you guys, you moms, um, but this has been an amazing uh, summer for us, really spring summer. Uh, you know, we have, uh, usually we're traveling. This is usually we end our travel season right about now. Um, and I was telling my wife, I think this is the laziest summer we've ever had in our lives where we just hang out every day. Um, you know, we have stuff to do. We're working in on family man and smiling homeschooler products, um, where my wife hangs out at the lake or goes to bed and rest his pool and just spends a couple hours doing that. And like, we've never done that before. <laughs> Um, and I'm going a little stir crazy uh, because I was kind of counting on my very last event, uh, FBEA in Florida, the Florida State Homeschool Convention, one of the country's most wonderful. Um, looking forward to it and in a couple of weeks, and they canceled. Womp, womp. That's uh, a bummer. So, uh. Yeah, so it's another little uh, smilinghomeschoolerscore.com. <laughs> keep exactly. checking it out <laughs> exactly but no it is a huge bummer and i mean yeah. it's just but the big important thing is keep going next year don't just get used to it and forget or not go next year sign up and go there these events are important and people need to keep going especially if more and more homeschoolers i think it will be important though that you do your part and why i think this mind homeschoolers philosophy towards homeschooling is important is you know during this time they understand a lot of people are homeschooling but that also means that they're going to try to take control of homeschooling probably to some extent and give all these options and opportunities so that they don't actually homeschool but they're homeschooled you know so right. um, if you can share those things and I think the other cool thing is you know sometimes I think people are afraid to share too much homeschooling stuff because they don't want you know people to feel like uh, or you know they don't want people thinking 
poorly of them or being too harsh or whatever. But now you're completely validated. Everyone thinks you're an expert and uh, it's what everyone exactly. is looking into. So there is no reason to be fearful or not share something homeschooling related because everyone's right, right, talking right. about it or at it's least thinking about it. It's not judgmental. It's the world. We're exactly. all in the same boat together. And they're just so. catching up to you. So, uh, yeah. And again, hey, if you... Uh, if you weren't able, because there were very few people who were able to go to a convention this year. Um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we uh, 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 interviewed um, uh, the, one of the directors from uh, Harvey Cedars. I'm going to be there towards the end of August. Um, I, I just heard from a, a mom, homeschooling mom in Florida, who said, hey, we weren't able to, or the, we heard the convention's canceled, but we're coming to New Jersey. Nice. Uh, to the Harvey Cedars. So you're going to want to be there uh, if you just want an adventure with purpose. Um, you know, I'm going to be speaking every day and just, we're going to have a lot of interaction. You'll be able to talk to my wife, my kids. It's just going to be super encouraging. And it's on the ocean as well. Um, there was something, oh, I was going to say too, um, I was just talking to the director of FBEA. I'm Suzanne Nunn. We had her on our show uh, a while back. We were talking about the homeschool convention and a homeschool cruise. Um, well, we're, we're, I asked her today, I said, what about the cruise in January? And she goes, we're still on. Uh, we've kind of, we've kind of hidden it a little bit because we didn't want to prom promote it because it's got some deals in there and we don't want to like give up the time of having the deal. And so it's going to be coming back. But if you want a great adventure, and you want to be encouraged by myself, by Heidi St. John, by Heidi's husband, Jay, by my wife, Debbie, by others, you're going to want to plan to be there. The details are on our website. Uh, you can go there. Uh, you don't have to sign up yet, even though Carnival Cruise is practically got to give you the cruise uh, if you go. But you might want to take advantage of it because I think it's worth the coronavirus to get You're away. You're not going to get it. Just yeah, just don't let the fear mongering get to you. <laughs> Besides, you probably have it already. Uh, so don't worry about it. Um, okay. Well, we're going to answer some questions. Uh, we've had a couple questions the last week. And um, if you ever ask me a question on Facebook, you can do that. Um, but uh, it's hard to write long answers back. Um, especially when I write a long answer back and then the person never responds back. Um, so I just thought maybe uh, we'd, we'd deal with some of these. And I told the person, each of these moms, um, that we would uh, answer them on t tonight's show or a show. So uh, Ben, how about you read the first yeah. one from Jessica? And even if we don't respond through a long message, definitely do send those in because they can be great ways we can answer on the podcast. So we will get to it eventually. So just keep writing in questions and uh, comments. We really appreciate it. But this is from Jessica. She says, hello, I always enjoy your encouraging messages for us type A mamas. This week you talked about fun stuff with the kids, which had some great ideas. Along those lines, I'm not sure if you have talked about this before, but I know you guys have a big family. We've been blessed with three and have one baby on the way. On the way. My husband is, a, is kind of done having kids as he looks at the financial aspect of it. Uh, he doesn't want to not be able to do fun things with the, our kids since more kids cost more money for entrance fees and things like that. 
How as a large family do you make it work from a financial perspective and did that play a role in your decision to keep having kids? Maybe tips to have fun and enjoy life with kids on a budget. I know it's a loaded question, but I know it, uh, I know it's hesitation in our culture to have a lot of children due to the way our, our society is. Can you speak on this topic or if you have let me know what episode it or if you have let me know what episode it is. And I don't think we have totally uh, thank you. Praying God continues to bless your family and ministries. And then she said, see you at Florida in a few weeks, but unfortunately not. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, oh Jessica, well. <laughs> about that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple uh, of different which, questions, I think. Like, obviously, the budget side and then also the society side, like bringing well, kids into this. Let's look at this one first, where she says, um, how's a large family? Do you make it work from a financial perspective? And did that play a role in your decision to keep having Obviously children? not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we would have I had know, 20 if a, it hadn't been a financial thing, right? <laughs> this is uh, kind of a silly uh, an answer, but um, I never even thought about the financial perspective, really. Um, people would say, you know, nothing, you know, they cost money. And I'm like, whoa, I never thought about it. And, you know, like, no, but I just never thought about it. And the amazing thing about it is that God has provided every single time. Um, you know, even when we had our babies, we didn't have insurance to cover them. I think we paid for all of them out of pocket, um, you know, and people kept saying, oh, you got to have insurance. You got to, you know, and, you know, in fact, that wasn't even that much. I knew people who had insurance who paid more for their babies. I'm just paying their deductible and all that. And, you know, of course, and, and there are other things. If it had been a terrible thing, regular insurance kicks in on those kind of things. Um, but I just didn't worry about it. And you know what I found to be true is that God takes care of his children. Um, remember, he said, you know, children are a blessing from him. How many of them are a blessing? And everybody said, all of them are a blessing. Um, and I just think, if they're a blessing, there's never a detriment to having children. Now, there is a mindset, I think. Um, and Ben, you can kick in here anytime. Because I remember um, uh, it is a lot more expensive when you have a bunch of people. Um, uh, even like Ben and Rissa, they don't really, they're not feeling it yet. You know, when they go to McDonald's and they each get their meal, they might get a cheeseburger for Renly or, you know, some nuggets. Uh, but uh you know we got to the point where like we would go to a restaurant and we even as a big family we ate out a lot you know but we would go to a restaurant we would split everything my kids all got waters i can remember going to like a restaurant where the dessert was a cookie like and they'd say would you like a dessert and we'd be like yeah we'll like a cookie and uh and there were 10 of us and we would cut it up into 10 pieces or eight pieces and we'd each take a little piece and i know people next you know, at the tables next door, probably thought, oh, those sad people. <laughs> yeah. But we never never felt that way. Our kids always split fries. And um, even now, when their mom buys a whole fry for somebody, they're like, whoa, mom, you're going crazy. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. But I mean, uh, mm, I feel like it's like, it's just kind of, you know, there may be sacrifice, but I I feel like that the extra 20 bucks on an entry fee somewhere to a museum or whatever it is, is worth that over the course of their life, you know, compared to the, just the, the soul and the person you get to, you know, spend life with. I mean, well, I'm not trying to hype myself up, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I think for our, even our kids, like, you know, let's say for like Disney world, you know, coming up here, like, I mean, we used to be able to only have to buy two tickets. Now we have to get three and then, you know, in a year and a half, we'll have to get four and then, you know, so on. But 
you know, that's a little bit extra money. But I think even a few weeks ago, it said like, say, no, it was in our marriage group. I think and we, I mentioned it where it's like you will always be a saver. But those investments in your family and memories, you know, like those you only get one chance at. But, you know, you always right. be saving money. You always be working towards money. It's not. But the we will all. say, uh, well, we already said it is more expensive to have more kids. I totally. mean, it just is. I can remember vividly driving down the road in our big RV. Um, near uh, either Houston, Texas or Dallas, Texas. And there was this big billboard and, you know, we had some time and there was a big bill. Ben would have been in our RV at the time. And there was a billboard that said, I think it was the aquarium, Texas aquarium, you know, or Houston aquarium or Dallas aquarium. And it said, spend the day, not a fortune. And I'm like, Hey honey, why don't you call for that? You know? And she's like, okay. And she, she, you know, calls him on the phone and she goes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you have a family membership? Uh huh. Okay. And I said, "How much is it?" And she goes, three hundred eighty dollars." I'm like, three hundred eighty dollars." Yeah, exactly. That's a fortune. Um, and so we didn't go. But there were times that we did spend a fortune. You know, where we would go to the you know, the cable car up to Stone Mountain, where they have the, you know, the Confederate soldiers blasted in there. They probably tore them down by now. Um, but you would go up there, you know, and it was an amazing thing. Um, and, you know, there were times I can remember saying to my wife and her saying to me, hey, we made it for this purpose. Let's do it. But this was now this event that I'm going to share right now. This was instrumental in my mind uh, of, of and the kind of dad I wanted to be. Um, as Ben mentioned, we go to Disney World um, and we stay at their campground and we were pulling into the campground one time and uh, we had just gotten there. We may have just, I may have gotten out for some reason. And there was a camper that pulled up, a big old one, you know. And as I got out, I hear this voice, hey, family man. And I'm like, oh, I probably thought, oh, great. <laughs> Another one, you know. No, I didn't. And, and uh, this guy gets out and he walks to me and he's got kids hanging out all over. It looks like Mon Paul Kettle go to Fort Wilderness, you know, <laughs> and they've got these kids sticking out of there. And uh, he says, yeah, this is a, we haven't been to Disney World in a long time. We decided we were gonna come. He goes, we've got 10 or 12 children. I couldn't remember which. And he said, and we decided we're gonna do it right. And he goes, you know, he said, I want my kid. And then he said this, or, or he said, you know, we've saved up for it. We're going to spend it. We're going to get the ice cream. We're going to do the parks. We're going to do it. And I'll tell you, by the looking at them, they did not look like they were loaded. They did not look like they had oodles and oodles of cash. Um, they were in an old RV. But then he said this. He said, I want my kids to know that having a big family is not a detriment. And it really impacted me. And, and what he was doing was homeschooling. So Jessica, you know, I think, you know, yeah, it's more expensive, but you're teaching your children that having kids is not a deterrent, you know? So, cause I don't want this phrase to come out of my, my mouth very often. Oh, we can't because we have a lot of kids. Oh, we can't because we have a lot of kids. We can't spend the money because we have a lot of kids because as you as you would get um uh you know as you grew up as one of those children what would your what would you be thinking about children you would think children are not a blessing 
they are a an expense a an expense so jessica you know uh so it does cost more but i think there are things that you can do um you know to not spend the whole spend the wad like like we said you know we always split meals we took our meals sometimes into those places you know when we would have liked to have gotten whatever um but again there there were a couple different people and i didn't even mention it we had an old guy in our church i remember him saying uh he was retirement age he'd been retired for a few years and i was just talking about how expensive things were and he told me he looked at me and i can remember he's gone to heaven now but i remember him looking me in the eye and he said todd spend it now because when he said when you get older you won't even care you know you won't even care and you know i really took that to heart that uh like ben said all those expenses are they're just worth mm -hmm. it and it will just suck the joy out of all of that moment if that's the only thing you're focused on, which I am a huge culprit of. You know, like Rissa was like, maybe we should go to the Indianapolis Zoo. And I'm like, that's like 70 something dollars just for the day. And I'm like, I mean, is it worth that? You know, and I don't know if we will because we have a membership to the, another zoo. But, uh, but you know, if I just do that constantly, it can just take all the joy out of everything. And, uh, you know, it's worth the worth the memories. But then the other thing I think real quick she mentioned is, and I've heard this from multiple, multiple people, close friends, things like that, where they say, I don't even know if we want to bring any more kids into this horrible world, you know, and I would never, I would say never let that be a reason you shouldn't have kids. I mean, I, I just, I don't even know, I don't even think that's biblical necessarily uh, to say like, you know, because of the world that we are in that then, you know, the man and what God asks us to be fruitful and multiply, you know, just disappears, you know? And I mean, you're, then that means like one, I feel like, I don't know. And I'm just kind of talking from off. You can, you be more, maybe probably more thought through answer, but I feel like that's one playing God kind of in a way of deciding like what a world is good enough or not. And then two, I feel like it takes away the opportunity of that, you know, of that person being able to know God and, you know, uh, be saved. And I think that's just, I just, I just don't personally agree with that at all. I don't know what you think, but. Well, I would say for one of the fake news things is people say, and because they've already shown this, you know, that we're going to overpopulate the world. You know, if we add too many people, I mean, I've talked to people, you know, who had kids in this, in the sixties and seventies. And they said, we were told to have, you know, two children and that's all. And they did. And they would say, or they said to me, we were duped into believing that as a lie. We thought to be responsible citizens, we should only have this many. You know, that's not true. Uh, they're already saying, you know, like our our birth rate is starting to go down oh, yeah, and our, you know, over the population is gonna start going down. Besides, you know, this earth is not our home. You know, one day it is gonna burn up. It is gonna be taken out. It's supposed to. It says, you know, the earth groans under all this, um, you know, so that's that's not a, a good argument. Don't listen to their argument because they're wrong. And the truth is, you know, as some countries are already finding out, their young people are not going to be they're not going to be enough of them to take care of their old people. Right. I feel like that's um, so, just living in a spirit of fear of the world's yeah. more too powerful and they're going to morally corrupt our kids, which maybe that will happen, but you don't know that. And you can trust God that he will take care of your family and raise your children, you know, and that's why homeschooling is important and instructing them in the way that they should go. Uh, but I think and as we've talked about having children too, you know, um, when we were having kids, you know, we were about number four, number five and, and uh, people started asking, how many are you gonna have? How many are you gonna have? And, 
And, and, and then, because that was always a question, how many, I always like, Oh, let's have another one. And then Debbie, she asked this very spiritual question. She goes, you know, we've never even asked God how many kids he wants us to have. Cause it was never about God. It was always about us. And I like to think of it like this, since we've kind of made this transition from how to do cheap uh, field trips to how many kids you should have. <laughs> but it's like, if I had hundred dollar bills in my pocket and I asked Ben, you know, I'm going to hand you a hundred dollar bill. You tell me when to stop, you know, and Ben, what would the, what would the answer be? Well, if I had to go through nine months of agony to get it, I don't know. I might say three. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. You'd Unlimited. Say, you'd say give me as many as you have, right? Um, you know, and if I only had three in there, that's all you get. You know, but if I have 10 in there, would you want only three? Um, and I just think God's bigger than that. Yes, nine months of agony. Is, is it worth it? Yes. I will say and, I told a guy at a convention, he asked me, you know, why you guys decided to have so many, which I'm like, why are you asking me? But and I told him you're that right there. And he said, well, do you, your parents do know you can control that, right? It's not just like, you know, you don't have to just have as many as it happens, you know, and I'm like, I'm sure they know that, you know, I was like, that's such a weird thing to say. And uh, we're going to just, yeah, especially to his son. Yeah, um, but, exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll just leave it on that, you know, but my answer would, why would I want to, why would exactly. I want to have any less than God would bless me with? Because children are what a blessing. So Jessica, you know, are there good ways to do it cheaper? Yes. You know, you can go to national parks. There's a national park day that's uh, free admission on that day. You can do on Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. You can get into his museum free on that day. Um, you know, so you could, you know, you could plan around a national park if you knew and you can Google it. I don't know what it is. Um, but you know, they open it up, you go in for free. It might even be the whole week. A lot of national um, things have free times or are always yeah, the, free. I mean, yeah, exactly. And really even zoos will and other places and donut places, Dairy yeah. Queen, you know, the first day of summer, you go get a free Dairy Queen. Well, not this summer, but other summers. Um, there are just lots of opportunities. Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, talk like a pirate day. You can go in and get a free dozen donuts. I think we got six dozen one time or seven dozen. And that was the last uh, year they did that. No, that's probably put them out of business. But there are lots of those things. I know one time um, we, we used to get an annual membership to science museums. Um, but we found out that there was a science museum, I think in Terre Haute, Indiana, that you could buy one from because they had a cheaper science one and then they share them for so you bought a really cheap one from there that we never even visited and then we got to use it in all the other ones mm -hmm. across the country so are there those deals ah there's tons of those deals um so totally. um, so well, Jessica, i don't know if i answered your question but i hope you'll feel encouraged knowing that every nickel you spend on those kids of yours is worth it well, real quick, uh, and actually, uh, we're going to thank uh, sponsor Teaching Textbooks, but Kelly at the beginning of the podcast said, how can I get a sample lesson of Teaching Textbooks or Math? Also, do I have to have internet? And um, you can go to teachingtextbooks.com uh, for a free trial and to view the sample lesson over there. Um, you do, you, do I believe you do have to have internet for the 3.0 version of Teaching Textbooks, but they do have their older version, which is 2.0, which is still awesome, which is disc-based, so you can do it on and offline they have books as well um, so you don't have to and you can do it without internet 
Um, they are an amazing interactive math curriculum that is one of the, uh, is, is our favorite math curriculum. It's a great place to start and, and end as well. It goes all the way through from the beginning to the end in homeschooling or uh, from all the grades, including, you know, more, some of the more advanced maths. Um, they're fun, interactive. Uh, they just help you learn really well. And if you want to check in on their progress and their grades, you can. Um, but if you know someone who's just starting homeschooling, go send them over there. Or if you haven't checked them out and you want to check out something new this year because last year's didn't work, go to teachingtextbooks.com. Um, someone, just Roger Smith, just said, just sign in. What's the topic? We are answering a couple of listener questions. So I should definitely go back and listen to the beginning and the, the rest of it here. So. All right, our second question we had, um, it's a little bit of a Roger, long one. Roger, it's about here. having kids. Uh, yeah. We think that you and your wife should have more. <laughs> so uh, this one's a little bit longer, but I think it's really good. So right. she said, uh, I think it's Angie is her name. She says, I cannot even think to homeschool our three boys this fall. I am so discouraged and tired, and they do not even do their chores completely without dragging them out all day despite me setting the timer. We are taking a break for the summer from school, but all year and even last year, it is a struggle for our 5, 12, and 8-year-olds to do their chores well and in a timely manner, and then I'm drained to even do schoolwork with them and all the hassle to have them complete their chores. I'm so tired and exhausted. Our oldest cannot control or does not control his mouth and is constantly picking fights with his brothers, me or my husband. It's exhausting. I feel like I want to run away. Despite COVID and the risks in the fall, I see no other option but to send our kids to school. So much time is wasted at home with chores, fighting, lack of cooperation, effort, and lack of peace and joy in our home. And I'm feeling so defeated right now. Part of parenting is having to repeat to our kids, but every day I found that our boys are reluctant to do what we ask them or tell them to do. Consequences of very little bearing on them and try to be the best version or uh, on them trying to be the best version of themselves. I just feel like running away. I'm concerned with our oldest that our how our oldest cuts down name calls and picks at our youngest most times and our middle son sometimes and our middle son sometimes and I'm worried that it's going to have long-term effects on them emotionally and mentally. So I think she is obviously very tired, um, very exhausted. Uh, but what do you think, Dad? That's a okay. pretty First big of all, question. if you're listening right now on the uh, on the live version of this. Uh, raise your hand if you're exhausted right now. If you feel like you could have written that very letter, just raise your hand. I don't know if people are putting their hands up yet, Ben, but they will be because we're all exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm telling you, Angie, you are not alone. I mean, if you are an engaged parent, there are times where you're exhausted and you feel like the battles will never end. Um, I know uh, Ben was, I thought Ben was so funny the other day. He was talking about how uh, certain of our kids, you know, you have you have easy kids and more challenging kids. And ours kind of came in pairs. Um, you know, you had Ben and his brother and then the, uh, uh, Ike and his younger brother and then I, Cal and his younger brother. And Ben said the other day, he goes, it's like uh, – uh, a, a Sith. He goes, you have a master, and then a print. Only two you may have. You know, uh, one is the master, and and one is a student. Well, we're 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 going through one right now, and I mean, it is exhausting. It is exactly what you said, Angie. I mean, it's like, um, you know, they say things. Uh, you know, I'll say, hey, I want you guys to do this, and they'll say, I'm not going to do that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're not gonna do that. 
I mean, I can remember saying no to my father one time. And, you know, my teeth rattled in my head. Um, and some would say, oh, that's too severe. Hey, I only did it one time. Um, but, you know, and I'm sure I did it more. Um, that's only I never remember doing it more. I was probably knocked unconscious. Uh, um, uh, statues of limitations probably limits what they could do to my parents. Um, but, uh, um, uh, but I will say, you know, just a couple different thoughts. Again, first of all, you're not alone. We all face that, you know, kids at certain ages and Ben said five, 12 and eight, eight, it was really 15, 12 and eight. Um, you know, so you, that 15 year old oh, yeah. is in a, a hard time. Not all 15 year olds enter that ugly period, but they do, but a lot do, you know, and I think that's why God gave him or her you, you know, they need parents to get them through. So a couple different things. Um, you know, first of all, you said, uh, I don't even know. I can't even think about homeschooling in the fall. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. You're just going to worry about today. I think that sounds like the Bible. You know, you don't have to worry about that. Um, number two, you know, I would, uh, you said uh, you kept mentioning their chores over and over again. They're not doing them in a timely fashion. That is, I'm going to blame it on you, Angie. That's your fault or your husband's fault. Get your husband involved. If you have a husband, uh, I think you said a husband in there. Um, but get your husband involved. You know, he needs to be the muscle. My wife will often says to me, I can't make them obey. You have to Todd. Now, sometimes I don't know if she really believes that. She just kind of passes them off to me like it's your job. You know why she does that? Because it is my job. But moms, as I would say to my wife, I'd say also to you, they need to obey you. So if you say, hey, I want you to have your chores done, you determine, you know, if you say by 930 in the morning, you know, and they go, you can ask them, does that sound reasonable to you? Uh, no, I can't get up. How about 10? Okay, 10. If that sounds reasonable to you, then you say 10. Now you said their, um, you know, uh, consequences have very little bearing on them trying, you know, you know why that is? Because your consequences aren't severe enough. You know, your consequences have to be severe. Um, if you're letting them play video games all day long, make that part of your consequences, you know, not do they, you know, you just make it so it stings, so it hurts. Um, and then you're just consistent. You have to take yourself out of the battle um, because, if, you know, we do this battling thing. It's not a battle between them and you. You're the mom, you're the parents. They need you to help them. Um, you know, uh, if he can't control his mouth, then you need to help him control his mouth. And I would talk to them on non-confrontational times. You know, sometimes it's easy um, to just, you know, when it happens, then you blow up. And I'll tell you, I blow up. I probably did yesterday. And I think I did the day before and maybe the day before that. Um, you know, so it's easy to get caught up in that. Um, but, you know, like the other morning, uh, Monday morning, was that yesterday? Monday yep. morning, I came down, uh, you know, and I saw this kid sitting on the couch. And I went down and I put my arm around him. And we just talked. And I said, hey, you know, I need you to act this way, you know, because God wants you to act this way. And then we prayed and I told him I loved him. 
you know, and did I solve anything? No, <laughs> but you know, we'll have another opportunity and you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. You know, if your kid got it the first time, he wouldn't need you. You know, if they got it the first time, they wouldn't need you. So I would regroup, you know, and then I would also make sure you have some fun with those kids. Um, you know, if you have to do intentional fun, do intentional fun. Um, I remember Debbie, you know, homeschooling Ben. And at one point saying, I can't homeschool him anymore. She goes, I'm going to stop and we're just going to have fun because they were kind of battling, you know, they were, had a battle going on and she stopped the war and she said, okay, we're going to have fun. And they had fun for a week or two, just doing stuff. Um, I don't even know if Ben remembers that time, but then once that was restored, then they got back into school again. I just sometimes think, you know, we forget that we're the parents that we're in control. Um, you know, and what you say, you know, you're afraid that, uh, uh, that as he picks and it's going to have long-term effects on some of those kids, it will, you know, uh, but it's part of family. Don't fall for the lie that it would be better off if they were somewhere else. Because I'll tell you, I've heard more several times, uh, parents said, you know, we thought we had issues before, but when we put them in school, it was like throwing gas on the fire, mm -hmm. you know, because it doesn't solve anything to put your kids in school, to take them away from the situation. So, you know, one day that's going to be their strong suits. I mean, Ben is an amazing leader. He he's a leader of his brothers and sisters. He's a leader of cousins. He's just a leader, you know, and did it make him hard as a little kid? Yes. <laughs> um, but it was it was also uh, the things that he was strong set. So Angie, don't, don't grow weary. And I would tell you, just be real. You know, don't post, don't just post the message to me for me to see, you know, let other moms know what you're going through because you're going to find there's a lot of comfort um, in having people pray for you. And, you know, cause they're going to say the same thing. Oh yeah, you think, you think you got a bad kid. You should see mine, you know, and there's comfort in that. And ben, I, mean, I was kind of talking fast, but go, do you, do you uh, have yeah, any thoughts I, in there? I mean, it seems like, you know, kind of maybe sub, uh, subtext is, and especially when she mentioned like her kid being emotionally or mentally, um, you know, uh, potentially damaged or something, you know, maybe she is worried that like, if she's too hard on them or something like that, especially at their age. And it sounds like, you know, the kid, especially the older ones or maybe the oldest ones a little volatile right now that maybe mm -hmm. she'll anger him or something to the point where he'll hate them or something like that. I don't know, but I'm sure every parent worries that if they're too hard or something like that. Um, but the biggest thing I think is, you know, mom and dad were really good about, like you said, apologizing if there was something to apologize for and, um, talking it through and explaining it and letting me, like he said, like you choose a time, um, you know, maybe that's take. And then if you, if I didn't do it, maybe it was taking my phone or whatever else. Um, but as long as they, you're showing love, I feel like I never doubted that. And even though I was angry in the moment and thought, you know, they were terrible or whatever, but you know, long-term, um, that consistency and constant love and explaining why, not necessarily every time, but just saying like, we are doing this because this is what God desires or, um, you know, it's the right thing or whatever. And your kids aren't usually stupid. So they'll, you know, they should hopefully understand that even if in the moment they don't. And I think long-term they'll respond to that. And I mean, I remember like our sibling, I mean, we fought all the time, not like physically, but like argued. And I mean, 
I remember one time Ike up in the attic, he made me so mad. He still does sometimes. But like I remember grabbing him. I don't know if I grabbed him by the neck or something. And I held him up against the wall. And I mean, I wasn't big or anything, but I was so mad. I don't even remember him weighing a single ounce. And I held him up there and I was, I don't remember what I said or whatever. And I mean, he was screaming, you know, and everything. And I mean, yeah, he, he probably still thinks I was mean, you know, and I apologize to him later being like, I'm sorry, you know, how mean I was growing up. But, you know, we're friends now and in long term, like those things you don't actually like hate your siblings for generally. Um, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, and that's pretty normal, I think, for older kids to uh, often pick on the younger kids. Uh, at least it's every one of my friends and family that it seems to have done it uh, to some extent, at least, you know, varying. Um but if it's really horrible, then again, Dad talked about consequences and stuff like that. Um, but and those we were just some funny things. And we used to tell our, our kids, you know, you guys are best friends. We're not going to have that. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of reinforce that. You guys are best friends. And we're not going to be like that. Um, and again, Ben said they fought, you know. But they were they were pretty gentle on each other compared to how <laughs> I was as a kid. We didn't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but... You know, you you and we raised Ben to apologize somewhere down the line, and there might be times where you have to apologize even later. I'm sorry. I sorry. I was so mean to you. You know, as a big brother, I was a mean big brother. <laughs> but that's what family is. We're supposed right. to be mean to each other. And I feel like uh, if you make that family a strong enough core and value that, like, no matter what, even in the hard stuff, even in the anger, whatever that that's still important, I think that will stick. And I think they will realize that as time goes on, even though it may not feel like it in the moment. And I mean, 15, like, I mean, I feel like thinking back to around that age, like I was totally out of control. Like maybe not in like doing stuff, but like emotionally, like I remember screaming like as loud as I could, you know, and like, it was pathetic, you know, but like at that age, like you're so all over the place. And I mean, my brother Cal is that age right now and he is a maniac sometimes, you know, when it comes to emotions, you know? So like, it might just be the age range that he's in and you might have to push through it, you know, like, uh, yeah. Well, I will say though, as a parent, I don't remember that. Yeah. I mean, as a parent, well, I that's good. That. I remember <laughs> it though. And I mean, you've seen it in some of your other kids during those ages, I feel like. Right. So, uh, you mean like after the fact it goes away? Those yeah, bad I mean, I don't, right. I don't remember that about Ben. But yeah. hey, we are out of time. So Angie, I just want to say again, you're not alone. You know, go ahead and run away. And then we had a back. whole bunch of people raise their hands. So there's lots of people <laughs> who are tired. Yeah, and and it is so. So be real. You know, sit down with your kids and your husband, non-confrontational time, and just have a family meeting and say hey, I am just running out of gas here. I can't handle this anymore, even though I'm going to, you know, and then set out some consequences. Consequences. When you talk like this, this is what you can expect. I'm not going to argue about it. I'm just going to, we're just going to do it, you know? So, you know, if it's a video game or if it's watching TV or staying up or you're going to go to something, hey, if you do that. That was a big one. I'm just not going to. <laughs> I'll tell you the first time is going to be the hard one because you're gonna be tempted to go, okay, I'll give you a warning. And I'm not saying you can't give them a warning, but then you let the hammer fall and they need to feel it because if they don't feel it, they're gonna keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you forever and ever, amen. So uh, we're gonna just say goodbye. Um, Make sure you're real again. I don't know if I said that. 
but have a great week mom have a great uh try to stay cool um don't be thinking about school and again if you see those facebook posts pass it along um because i hope that it's good medicine to a lot of mom's souls have a great week and don't forget to smile Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast app. This is a great way to help spread the word about The Smiling Homeschooler. Also, you can sign up for more weekly encouragement over on our website, smilinghomeschooler.com. We have a short weekly email that Dad sends out. And thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. They're the math curriculum that helps homeschoolers smile, and you should go check them out. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.